Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. Today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, we have the pleasure of interviewing Amanda Cruz. So Amanda is a wife, mother, and very successful real estate investor who spent years loving her W-2 job until she felt drawn to start her own business. This initial business venture failed, but she didn't give up on the dream of being her own boss. And as a true overcomer in 2018, she pivoted into real estate and hasn't looked back. From an SFR to notes and then eventually into mobile home parks, her and her husband, Jonathan, now own 60 mobile home park lots and they are working towards adding more. All of that from knowing nothing about real estate three and a half years ago. Without further ado, please allow me to introduce you to Amanda Cruz. Hello, Amanda. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It podcast. I um, really appreciate you. And so let me ask you this. Please just tell us a little bit about yourself and include something interesting most people don't know about you. Yeah. So thanks for having me, Doug. It's good to chat with you today. Welcome. I am a mobile home park investor from Raleigh, North Carolina. I work with my husband. I think a lot of people... Um, especially ones who didn't know me growing up, don't know that I was a chemistry major in college. So I was always on the you know, W-2 track, was a chemistry major. And then I went to grad school because I thought I wanted to be a teacher, a chemistry teacher. It took about uh, less than one semester for me to realize that was not going to be my path. And I, I left that. So um, fast forward several years and went from chemistry major to mobile home park investor. That is so cool. And, you know, um, kudos to teachers out there um, because 100%. it is not an easy job. Like, you know, I just know myself as a student, you know, dealing with, you know, students such as the way that I was. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing, but I think it's, it is um, wonderful that you, you were going for it, you're on this track and that, you know, when you were in the position that you had been working towards, you were honest with yourself to, you know, there's that sunk cost fallacy, stop pouring time, stop pouring money into something that, you know, doesn't work, you know, because how, how right. often are we, do we know people raised around people have friends and family that are in positions, careers, like for life that they really don't like? Absolutely. So many people, right? That's the norm. <laughs> yeah. It, kudos to you. And so, yeah. So, um, yeah, let, let me ask you this. Please share with us one of your more favorite successes that you were either a part of or solely created. Yeah. Um, so we bought our first mobile home park in early 2020 and turned that around. And in the course of doing that, it's 18 months later, it was worth $400,000 more than when we bought it. So we were able to go in and add $400,000 to our net worth and do a cash out refinance of that property and buy a property down the road with absolutely no money out of pocket. Did you, I love that. Did you, were you able to pull um, all of your, uh, you know, cash that you had into the deal? All of it, all of it back out. So now it's going to be 
we're actually about to close on the other property in just a couple of weeks here. So the infinite returns on the first and, you know, getting that free park and just continuing. And that was such an, you know, eye-opening of how, just how powerful real estate investing can be. Yeah. And that's the dream. And this is the stuff we hear stories like this, right? And, um, you know, getting into properties, no money down and, and creative financing and, and that we, you can do it. And obviously like, you know, you're, you're very intelligent. I'm sure your husband is, is as well. Um, however, like, let me ask you this. Would you say that anybody can do that? 100%. Like if you go back three and a half years ago, we had no real estate experience whatsoever. If you would have told me three and a half years ago that I would you know, own 80 mobile home lots, there's no way I would have believed it. I thought that was for rich people or you know somebody else, but not for us because we didn't know people who did that 100% with the right education. Anybody can do it. Yeah, it's exciting, and and uh, you know um, that that you did it, but also that the path that you're on is um, you know financial independence, and um, so it's, it was a true burr, right? This your your first property. Yeah, so it's kind of a burr in the commercial sense, right? Like you, we put money out of pocket. It wasn't like a six month turnaround. It's all not quite two years before we took the money back out. But yeah, then we took all of it back out plus some. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it's really amazing. Which created the infinite returns that you touched on, right. which is something that I think the first time I heard that was from like Robert Kiyosaki. Right. But right. Um, no, that's great. So cool. Very, very inspiring. And I think I just wanted to say when you first reached out to me, you know, I was, I was, um, blown away, super appreciative. You're actually the first person to reach out and say, Hey, you know, I'd like to be on a show. So I was like a thousand percent. Yes, please. <laughs> and, um, you know, you gave a bit of, um, a snippet of your backstory and, um, it's a very, very inspiring. So, um, you know, just let me ask you, can you kind of just give me like a, a, you know, I don't know, minute and a half or whatever, you're a little bit more in depth of like your, your backstory and where you're at now. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mentioned I was in grad school after college and, and whatnot. I moved up to DC and I was working and I got into just a W2 job and I was, I was loving it. I loved being in analysis. I wasn't doing anything with chemistry, but I, you know, I was working for a large bank. I loved what I was doing. And then it occurred to me, hey, I don't actually want the job of people who are two levels above me. At the point where you go on vacation and you still have to check your email, I don't want that. And it was really when I started thinking, there has to be something else. I didn't know entrepreneurs. I didn't, my parents, my mom just retired from the North Carolina public school system, right? Not entrepreneurs in any kind of way. Um, and so I really started thinking there has to be something else. I am going to start a business and I picked the world's worst timing to start a business, which was right when I was returning from maternity leave of having our first child. So I'm working full time. <laughs> Thank you. And so that was back in, in 2017. I was working full time and doing this business nights, weekends. I was up feeding my daughter in the middle of the night and emailing people from China who were our distributors. And just working holidays, I did everything myself. I was doing my own, you know, web page, my own Pinterest marketing. I'm not a marketer, right? It, I had not learned about how to run a business and own a business. I was working in the business all the time. And, and it ended up 
the product ended up being unsafe. And about a year in, after spending a ton of time, I realized this and I started to get phone calls about the product and realized, oh my gosh, this is not something that we can move forward with. And I was already interested in real estate, but hadn't done anything in that space. And I took a few days to just think through like, okay, what am I going to do here? I've spent a year of time, sunk costs. It's just starting to take off and I need to pull the plug. It was, Mm. I mean, it was, you know, detrimental. I was so upset about it. Exactly. Like here I am nights and weekends and holidays. And, and I had to basically, you know, start over with something different. And we pivoted to real estate ended up just buying a duplex in 2018, right off the MLS. We fixed it up. Nothing too crazy, you you know, mold all over the floorboards when we picked up the floor, but nothing too crazy. And then we did a burr after that. And that was okay. Didn't love construction and managing, um, managing construction. Did Uh. a couple of notes on individual mobile homes. Those really are where things started turning for us. Can I ask you real quick, where did you, how did you stumble upon notes in, in that space as well? Yeah. So what we did was something called a Lonnie deal and I had heard it from an investor. I absolutely love his name is Bill cook and he's like insanely magical, creative deal structure. And he's also like a mom and pop landlord, right? He only has like, yes, notes and options and like eight rental properties, but he mentioned these Lonnie deals and at the time, I didn't think much about it, but then several months later, I thought we'd give it a try and it was great. So basically you just find a mobile home that somebody needs to sell quickly, just like any other property in real estate, right? And you, we bought it and then we turned around and sold it right away to a family who's going to live there. It's very, very difficult to get financing on a used mobile home. And so we were able to be the bank. So we still have those mortgages today on a couple of mobile homes and those um, notes are at 18% interest. Wow. So we were like, holy crap, there's really something here. And we just went all in. And that's how we got to mobile home parks from that. That is so cool. It's just like, all of a sudden, would you, you know, um, say that was a life-changing event right there? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you hear of people getting great returns and, you know, the stock market has been doing great for years and years and years now, but that's so out of my control to be able to go in and actively make an investment, get a great return, help somebody get a home they would never be able to get otherwise and be making a good return for it. It was absolutely life-changing in just our perspective and going all in. Yeah. Well, I love it. And you did touch on something uh, there also, which is like pouring into your community and in, in helping, you know, your community, which is, has to be a great feeling, you know? So. Right. Absolutely. I love it. Wonderful. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, can, you know, what would you say is one of the most valuable lessons that you learned from, from, you know, that experience? Honestly, I think it's confidence that really we could do it. I mean, we spent months and months and months reading and learning and listening to every podcast and all of the things. And then we did it and we were terrified, especially with that first mobile home park. We literally closed on it the first week of April of 2020. Everybody was losing their jobs. It was in the middle of lockdown. Our tenants going to pay us, right? Um, It was terrifying, but I analyzed the numbers like 50 times and I knew it was going to be a good investment. So we just did it. 
And I think really just having that confidence. And now we get deals passed to us that we would ne- that are not even on the market, right? And huh. and that it just allows you to get that traction and get going. What a, what a gutsy move to go ahead and do that, anyways. Right when everybody was freaking out about the pandemic, right? So it was a tough. It. We had a lot of conversations. I mean, we had our second baby just before that. He was three weeks old when we closed oh, on this park. And it was the middle of a pandemic in the middle of lockdown. So we had a lot of soul searching leading up to that close, but we knew it was the right thing to do. And think about how crazy the market has gotten since then. I mean, we're very fortunate that we <laughs> moved forward with that deal. Yes. No, I bet. You know what? I, I, I didn't, I wanted to, uh, you know, mention this earlier, um, your first business that you had to pull the plug on, um, even though you spent a lot of time in, in money, I'm sure. Um, would you say that that was a very valuable um, education? 100%. So uh, for so many reasons, we actually didn't spend that much money. I think all in, we were only out $10,000 over the year, which is really not very much when it comes down to that. It was more about the time, right? I spent a year getting this business off the ground. I could have hired people in like two months and gotten that same business off the ground. And I think that was, that was one of the, the light bulbs there is like, why am I learning how to do Pinterest marketing? I don't know how to do Pinterest marketing. That's not what I should be doing. And just kind of those lessons were were really, really powerful. And you can hire experts and it's not incredibly expensive, right? Pretty yeah, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And I think it's also like, what is the cost of not doing it? And that's part of the thing is like, it took me a year to lose $10,000. $10,000 was nothing compared to my time for a year that could have been in something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, you know, but right along with that, it's, it's so valuable that you went out and you went for it, even though you invested a lot of time in, in that it, 10K is a decent chunk of change. Um, you know, it, 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 you could have been the type of person or you could have allowed fear to have you stay in that original position, the teaching um, opportunity and never went out and, you know, um, practice courage to go out and attempt to start your first business, which, um, you know, has led you on this path to where you are now. So, um, you know, it's, it's really, really, um, powerful message. And, you know, I think for our listeners, but also really, really for me, right. Because this is something that I am, um, looking at, which is just basically to, to trust in myself that we can do it. You know, that I can do it, you can do it. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a great, great story. Um, Let me ask you this. Would you mind telling us about, you know, some of the the incredibly difficult experiences that you've walked through and what you learned from them? It could be one or two or. Yeah. I mean, definitely that business failing was a big one. Um, So that was one. And, you know, one of the other things that's sort of been more recent is, so my husband and I are our partners together. And what we had decided was about, you know, two and a half years ago. Now he was going to go full-time into our real estate investing. And so he took over like those Lonnie deals, the mobile home parks, all of that. And I was going to keep doing my W2 job and wait until he had enough passive income for us to be able to quit. 
the amount of stress that that put on me and him, because I'm, I'm the vision person, right? I'm the one that has like all these ideas. And so I'm like telling him, like feeding him these ideas, but he's the one that has to execute on them. Um, it was so stressful. And then it was taking longer than, you know, we were hoping for. So that was just putting more stress on me, like still being in a W2 job when back in 2017, I decided I didn't want my W2 job. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really, it was through part of it was through just the coaching that we're both in through Jason Drees and just really understanding Jason that Drees coaching. That's right. That it's not like, I needed my own path and waiting and continuing to, you know, put myself head down into my W2 was not going to make me happy because I'd already decided years ago that I didn't want to be in that position. And so we ended up, you know, sort of splitting duties. And I do the underwriting and investor relations, and he does the acquisitions and the asset management. And that has been life-changing really for the way that we work together. And now I'm not like depending on him to create so much income before I can quit. It just allows me to keep moving forward in the direction I want to be. Yeah, uh, that's, that's so cool. And actually, while you're talking about that, I'm thinking of like the book E-Myth. I'm not sure. I think Traction kind of talks about this. And as you're setting up the business, you want to define the roles, right? And and then allow that um, person who has that particular role 100% trust and let them, you know, do their thing. But a lot of times I'm hearing people are working this out as they go, especially newbies to business. Right. And, um, you know, so I think that, um, it is great that you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but as you and your husband got started down this path, you had the goal of this is going to, we're going to make this work has to work. We're going to make it work. Not that if things start getting rough, we're bailing. Right. So yeah, that's right. And something was going to work because we neither one of us wanted a W two jobs. We made that decision years ago, so it wasn't a matter of like if it was just when. Yes, that's great. I love it and uh, awesome. Uh, let me just shift the conversation a little bit. This is a, a really fun question right here. So, if you were to be sent back in time to age eighteen, um, you know, how would you fast track your success? I wish I could say that I was at a mindset at the age of 18 where I could have been super successful, but I'll be honest with you. I was, you're right. I was like in college, just sort of hanging out, you know, I got good grades and stuff, but I wasn't really like pushing myself the hardest or anything like that. What would have definitely helped is getting around people who owned businesses, who did investing. I never knew anybody like that. And I always was kind of interested, you know, when I was a little kid, I would literally buy magazines. They used to have these like teeny bot magazines back in the day. And like, um, I forget his name, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas or some JT two, whatever it is. Like, and I would buy these magazines and then try to sell them to neighbors for like 50 cents per picture. Right. It was terribly unprofitable. It was the worst business ever. It would have been nice to be around people who were actually, you know, having real businesses earlier on in life. It's a great and idea though. And a great <laughs> spirit. It's like, Hey, this might work. Right. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun though. Yeah. So I love it. Um, and, uh, so, um, anything that you could say to your, you know, 18 year old self? Yeah. I, I think really getting around people and following your passion. When I was in college, 
I was living my senior year in this like townhouse. The owners of it had a daughter who had gone to NC State where I went to school and she lived there when she was in school. And I knew how much those cost. So I, you know, plugged in what they were paying as a monthly payment, you know, like 700 bucks a month or something. They were charging us $400 per room in this four bedroom house. And, you know, I was like 21, 22 and thinking, wow, that's a really smart idea. I wonder if I could have one of these one day. Um, So I think maybe following that passion earlier and exploring those things could have definitely sped up um, the time to jump in. Yeah, so true. That's great. I love that. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because it's the same story for me. I didn't know people that, you know, were successful investors at the most, you know, maybe people that were real estate agents or, right. um, you know, just typically because I, I, I grew up in a fairly well-to-do area, but I didn't talk a lot with the parents about, you know, what they were doing. And um, I think that, you know, that's probably the story for a lot of us as we're growing up in the U.S. or in the world where we're not exposed to those who are successful business owners, successful investors that can bring us along like a rich uncle, sort of like Grant Cardone or whatever, but and teach us the ropes. But, and that's okay, we can, especially in today's world where virtually we're meeting now, um, we can seek out mentors and even um, sometimes it is, you know, very worth it to pay them. So it is out there. So, you know, it's great, great advice. I love that. Let me ask you this. What are your thoughts on mindset and how to go from a non-success mindset? Like you can think of myself at age 18, which is I was even if like 10, 15 clicks behind you. Um, a non-success, you know, how do you go from a non-success mindset to a successful mindset? Yeah, I think, so I really think it's an ongoing thing because there's always something you're struggling with mentally. For me right now, so I... I'm quitting my W2 job in two months from now. And I know that I'm very excited about it. I know it's the right thing. At the same time, I, you know, every once in a while, I'm like so terrified and this scarcity mindset, are we going to have enough money? Are we going to make, be able to make enough money, right? These things pop up. And for me playing the game of what is the worst possible outcome is really helpful and just walking through. Okay. So things don't go well and we drain our savings. And then we have to sell an asset. Okay, well, that's not that bad. Let's say that goes, you know, so badly. And then I have to, we don't have any money coming in enough cash flow. So I have to get another W-2 job. It's like, okay. So if we really walk through the worst case scenario, it's that I have a W-2 job just like I do today. That's not so bad. And I think with a lot of things, you can walk through that worst case scenario outcome and it can make you feel a lot better about, okay, there's not that much on the line. The world's going to keep turning. Things are going to be okay. Amen to that. And if we don't look at that, you know, worst case scenario, we could have this boogeyman that we're sort of burying our head in the sand over and not willing to just, and you could look and the answer could be there. And it's, you know, your chances of actually going back to a W-2 job are not great. Your chances of succeeding are great. And if you do have to go back to a W-2 job and then, you know, back to the drawing boards, you'll launch again, you know, continue that process till you, till you finally launch. Um, it's not, it's, you know, it's like you said, you're in a W-2 job right now. So that's not that horrible. It's like, right. okay. Yeah. Um, but again, 
thousand percent know for a fact that you two are going to be successful. So that, you know, we don't need to worry about plan B, right? Um, let me ask you this. If, if there was a key that unlocked and helped to unlock. Oh, I want to say one other thing also. You know, Jason Dries was saying um, the other day, or actually this is a recording of, I don't know, early January 2021. He's talking about mindset and that there are different levels to it, right? And that's exactly like what you said a minute ago. Um, and I think there's that book. I don't remember the, the name of the um, author, but... Um, it's just called mindset, I think. And it's about having a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. Yeah. The growth mindset, this can be someone who's willing to, uh, you know, grow and learn and understand. And I think a key piece of that um, for me that it keeps coming back to is um, humility. Like I am not this, you know, I'm not Elon Musk, right? For example, I have a lot to learn. Yeah. So Great point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We don't know everything. We're learning more every day and just being able to recognize that and be comfortable with it is important. Yeah. Amen. All right. Cool. Um, now, if there was a key that unlocked or helps to unlock success in your life, what would that key be? Or it could be multiple. For me, it's silent time. I do a lot of just thinking and reflecting I think my husband gets nervous when I go for walks and with like, because I always come back with some new idea or some other thing, right? Uh, it's just so helpful for me. I go to the gym and half the time I just don't listen to music. I just think, or I'll go on a walk and just think. And there are so many pieces that I'm thinking through all the time of, you know, how should we, like right now I'm thinking of bringing somebody in to do underwriting. It took me several walks to go through that and say like, okay, here's what I'm doing right now. Here's where I need to bring in somebody. And if you don't take time to really reflect on what you want and how to grow your business, then it's never going to happen because it's so easy to spend time doing, but it's so powerful to spend time thinking and preparing before that action. That's great. Great, great advice. Thinking. And it reminds me of, you know, Earl, Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret, which is this awesome recording. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but... There's a lot of, you know, success like thought leaders that talk about, you know, in The Strangest Secret, he's talking a lot about, hey, you know, um, most people don't think. They don't take the time to think. And we have to unplug, like you're saying, this is actually a new thing that I have been learning from friends that um, say when they're going on walks, they're not listening, they're, they're taking the podcasts out or the, the earbuds, not listening to music and allowing our minds to think, you know, and so um, it's a... It's great. You know, I think that to have like true introspection, to have true, um, you know, a true path, because we're all created uniquely. We're all wired differently. Um, I, and I think, you know, that is going to be one of the best ways to find like how we're wired best and what we should be doing with our lives is to truly take some time and really just think about that. Yeah. And anybody who's listening to this podcast, like they're destined for success, right? They're obviously hard workers. They want something more and being able to just tap into what do I want and how do I get there? It's so just, it's really helpful to be able to take that time. 
What a great question. Yeah. And um, uh, awesome. Well, I wanted to say one other thing is, is partnerships are great too. They can work and they can be amazing. And um, you and, and, and Jonathan, your husband's partnership sounds like one of those that are amazing. And we become stronger when we work with people. My wife, Chris, and I, we um, are also like that where we complement each other. We support each other. We are still sort of battling these scarcity mentalities, but we're aware of them. Right. And so, it's, you know, it's, it's great. I just really, um, you know, applaud you two for working together. I know obviously in partnerships, it's not always, you know, loads of fun, but, um, you know, you two sound like you're, you know, making a great crack at it, just doing awesome with it. So yeah, it's awesome. You. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, let me ask you this. Can you please give us one book recommendation, actually be multiple if you want in one tech recommendation? Yeah. So I think we've hit on this concept a little bit, but who not how by Dan Sullivan. I love that book. I love that concept. Um, and it's really about giving people complete autonomy and ownership of a piece and just letting them run with it. So I'm about to launch this, a course in how to invest in mobile home parks. So I have recorded all the sessions. I have all the content and what I would have previously done is then spent the time making that into a course and, you know, preparing all the back end pieces of that. Instead, I'm partnering with a marketing team and having them actually build that out and own it completely. And then I get to free up my mind because now the course recordings are complete, that content's done. Now my mind gets to focus completely on something else while it's prepared. And I really think a lot of that came, that push came from listening to who, not how, and really looking for ways that I could implement that. Did you, were you able to see, and I haven't read the book yeah, but I'm starting to get the uh, topic. Um, were you able to see the fact that um, on your first business um, that you could have outsourced it and got there in two months, which took you a year? Were you able to see that through that book, or is that something that you kind of discovered on your own? Well, like I definitely have heard of this concept a bit more, and even just the name itself tells you, you know, just the high level, like what it's about. And I've definitely learned that over years of really learning about business and learning how to run a business and work on the business. As that opposed book, to in it, right? That, exactly. <laughs> as opposed to in it, that book takes it to a whole nother level though. I think it's really powerful, just mindset wise of thinking, um, you know, you and I at, right now are each other's who's right. I'm, I'm helping you with a podcast and, and I'm, I'm on your podcast. So like, and you think of, when you think of who, not how, you tend to think like, oh, I need to get a virtual assistant for that. Or somebody just pawn stuff off. I don't want, but that's not necessarily the way it, it needs to work. Even this marketing team, right? I'm their who I'm providing them revenue and their mind so they can take something off of my plate. So it's about partnering and having people do what they're really good at. And in, in, in scenarios that work for win-win like That's for right. both parties. That's right. It's cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. So let, let me ask you this, uh, Amanda, how can our audience support you and Jonathan? Like, is there a particular type of deal that y'all are looking for? Uh, they can send your way any, any, any sort of. Absolutely. Huh. It's if you run into a mobile home park, that's at least 50 lots or an RV park. That's at least 50 lots on you know, the East coast, please send it over. I know that's not the everyday, <laughs> the everyday deal that people run into, but um, I'm also happy to take a look if you, um, you know, have a deal and you're kind of thinking about it. I'm happy to take a look. And um, we also have a free case study on 
our website on exactly how we turned around that park and added $400 in net worth. And that's at Voyage and $400,000 of net worth. $400,000, yeah, of net worth. It's mind blowing. Sorry, on, on yeah. the, what's the website again? It's voyageinvesting.com. Okay, I love it. Yeah, and I just noticed that on your uh, email, and I was like, oh, there's a link here. I love links, and especially like, you know, it says case study. So um, I am going to check that out for sure. I'm really interested. Um, do you have a, a, on your course also, do you have like a release date that's uh, ready for that? It should be end of January for pre-sales or early February. I post a lot of, you know, information on investing, mobile home park investing, just general um, real estate investing on Instagram as well at investing with Amanda. And I will certainly keep that updated as well with the course release date. And I'd imagine possibly on your uh, website as well. Yep, absolutely. That's great. Awesome. Um, okay. And last uh, but not least, um, you know, how can our audience connect with you and uh, Jonathan if they choose? Yeah. Um, Which I'm so, sure they will. <laughs> absolutely. So um, check out Instagram at Investing with Amanda. You can message me there. I'm very responsive. Um, so feel free to send that over or, um, you know, hop on our, our website that way. And I'm happy to answer, you know, any questions or, Hope you look at a deal. Awesome. Was great. Uh, You know, truly, truly, truly inspiring, Amanda and Jonathan, uh, you know, Cruz, thank you for, um, you know, reaching out to me again, like um, just such such a wonderful feeling when that happened. I went inside and told my wife like, hey, you know, someone wants to be on my show. And so, um, but even even more awesome is what you've done in the fact that you are inspiring people in 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 a way or, or a huge way that is um, bettering your community, bettering the lives that you touch. Because when we succeed and we show other people we can, um, it shows it shows them that they can as well. So, thank you so much Absolutely. for for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. All right. Well, hey, and that's going to be it for the show today. Thank you all very much for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Make sure that you make it a magnificent one. Goodbye. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. I know I sure learned a lot. I hope you did as well. I want to take a second just thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that I only ask you for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you and have a wonderful day.